just a fly by his blood. How much more so of his wrath of him. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew 16, 25. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. 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 Gotta be loud. Be loud. Good morning. My name is Uday, and I am five years old. The great Genesis one, and I became God created the heavens and the earth. Psalms one nineteen eleven. The words have I turned my heart, and I may not sin against you. Romans. Romans twenty one. Do not be overcome. Face that way. Face that way. Go. Hello. Good morning. My name is Eva. Hold it right here. Go ahead. Loud and proud. And I am three. Come on. Okay. Get the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Matthew 28, Personalities. I have a brother and sister, and I wasn't the shy one. You know, my brother was a tight man. We back in the day before Jesus. Disclaimer: Before Jesus, we went to uh, meet some. Uh, you know, anyway, we went to this place, and uh, <laughs> when the arriving party came, my brother was so shy he slouched down in his seat. Now we grown. Now I'm looking at him like, man, what in the world is you doing? But everybody. Uh, you know, exhibits their shyness differently. So I, I see that in, you know, my children, they have different personalities. So, you know, the point of doing this is not to make them celebrities. The point of doing this is to say, if you have children, it's possible for them to learn the word now. Amen? Amen? Jesus applies to your children now. God doesn't have, you're exempt from hell below 13. That's not the Bible. If we were to pull out the Old Testament, what would you see God telling people to do when he said, I want to destroy cities? Would children be destroyed? Yes, they would. Because what's in the child? The seed. Amen? Amen. To repeat the same thing that angered him to begin with. We're going to leave that alone maybe another time. But God says, my seed. That's exactly why he made children, right? He wants husbands and wives to have children because he wants godly Seed. Have I lost you already? Do y'all? Do I have one witness? Like the old priest said. Okay. All right. Let me let me be quiet and get to my outline. I'm a little excited already. <laughs> all right. Today's message is called "Children According to Man." Children According to Man. We're going to be reading out of Ezekiel 18. If you have a Bible, turn to Ezekiel 18. I'm always excited for Jesus. It doesn't have anything to do with this piece of wood that stands in front of me called a pulpit. It doesn't have anything to do with Sunday morning. I feel like this thing is low. Can you turn it up a little bit? I'm already dry. There we go. Yes, sir. There we go. All right, Ezekiel 18, verses 1 through 4. All right, I'm reading out of the, uh, let me see. I'm reading out of the expanded Bible. It says, the title says, God is fair. The Lord spoke his word. Word of the Lord came to me saying, what do you mean by using, quoting, repeating this saying or proverb about the land of Israel? The parents or fathers have eaten sour grapes and that caused the children to grind their teeth from the sour taste. The children's teeth are set, at, set on edge. The children suffer for their parents' sins. As surely as I live, says the Lord God, you will not use this saying or proverb in Israel anymore. Verse 4. He says, every living thing or soul belongs to me. The life or soul of the parent or father is mine. 
and the life or soul of the child is mine. The person or soul who sins is the one who will die. Ezekiel 18, 1 through 4. That was the expanded Bible. All right, so let's get into this. Children according to men. There are lots of different types of children. Amen? I want to give a disclaimer. I am the student pastor. I just do that because I'm not, you know, the title doesn't mean anything. I'm just here and I, I have raised my hand. They asked. I raised my hand. I'm just serving alongside. Like with Pastor Nick when he said, thank God for the, the leaders. We're all different, but everybody brings something to the, to the table, to, to this body, to the community, etc. But as the student pastor working with children, you and I both know you come across children all the time. There's a few things that I've noticed over time. Hopefully they will bear witness with you. All right. Okay. So according to man, there are three types of children. We're going to get back into the word, but this is just leading up to that. There's three types of children. A lot of times people treat their children as pets. Remember I said this last time, pets, toys, and trophies. Children according to man, pets, toys, and trophies. As a, as a, as a, if you don't believe me, how many of you know, have you watched the school systems in Memphis? They've drastically changed, right? It used to be Memphis City Schools, now they migrated to, what is it now? Shelby County Schools. Have you noticed the newly emerging school initiatives that have taken place all across Memphis? All these different people, educators from around the world have looked at Memphis and said, man, there's a lot of problems. So they try to come up with all these things to intervene. They even have positions, which I interviewed for one. I don't, I don't think, I, I think I was a little too stern for it, but the point is I interviewed for what they have now in schools, which is called behavior interventionists. Have y'all heard of this? All that person's job is to do is take the kids who don't comply in class and they take them to another room. It's like a, it's like an in-school timeout. Am I the only one who knows about this? So the room in the school is so to give the kids a chance to calm down and hopefully go back and reintegrate into the regular class and resume, right? But don't you know, they'll go back if they do it again and they'll go back to class and then they'll go back and this happens all day long. Even when I observed that one day, we saw the same five or six kids all day long. Right? So that's just one point. We can exhaust this all day. Even the laws have changed. I'm not even going there. But just stay with me. Pets, toys, and tropes. So let's break this down as we get into the word. Pets. All right? Another word or the theme of pets is spoil. Why do people have pets? I think of the time I had a pet. Did my pet have any responsibility? I didn't expect anything out of him, did I? I came home, he did whatever he wanted to do. All right? The definition for pet, a domesticated animal kept for pleasure rather than utility. Am I the only person that sees people who have children for pleasure? Amen? How about this? A, a person is a person who is treated with unusual kindness or consideration. If we look at this definition, am I the only one who looks around and sees that some parents never discipline their children? I've got family members with kids, so I know. Some parents never discipline their children, right? It's the same thing with pets. Final, final definition, a pampered and usually spoiled child. What does the Bible say? If you spare the rod, what will happen? The child will be spoiled, okay? That's the concept behind pets. Let's move on to the next definition so we can get to the word. Because I don't want you to say, this man got up and gave us his opinion. All right? I live on earth just like you do. My eyes work just like you do. I've seen Walmart kids just like you. Right? <laughs> the craziest episodes. I've always, I got three or four crazy. You would think, who would ever do that in public? A little kid. And the thing is, five years old. Already he just can't be stopped. Can't nobody stop him. Alright, I'll, I'll share that with you in a second. The second thing about this children according to man, toys. Okay, pets spoil, toys is entertainment. Watch this, it, definition. What's the definition of a toy? Something a child plays with. The things that y'all on that back row, all y'all kids, the stuff y'all like today, what's gonna happen in about three or four years? 
you ain't gonna want it no more. Cause your body's gonna change. Your body's gonna take over and tell you, yes, you were born in sin. Now I'm finna show you the sin that you were born with. Amen? So the Legos, the video game, the cool, you're not gonna want that no more. Your, your tastes are gonna change. But a toy by definition is something that a what plays with? Child plays with. One scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I thought, spoke, understood, and behaved as a child. But what did I do when I became a man? I put away childish things, says Paul the Apostle. Let's keep going. Second definition of toys, something that an adult buys or uses for enjoyment or entertainment. Do grown men have toys? Yes. What's the toys grown men got? Yes, sir. Cars, what else? Boats. Oh, I've got my hunting connection. Look, look at that big boat there, man. I shot her down. Oh, yeah, sweet. Right? Motorcycles. Grown folks have toys, too. Big plasma screen. Look, a man cave. That's a big toy room. That's all it is. Okay? So toys, right? Now, let's look at trophies. Again, children according to man. Trophies. Trophy represents status. All right? What is a trophy? An object for such as a large cup or sculpture that is given as a prize for winning a competition. Do you know parents who compete with their children? My children got a 3.0. Yep, my child got a 3.5. Mm -hmm. And my child is doing it so-so. And my child is doing it. And my child is doing that. Do you know parents who continue to compete? My child is this. And my child is that. Right? Trophy, something that you keep or take to show that you were successful. Example, someone shared today, uh, let me just say this. The way, you know, every parent wants their child to do what than them? Better than them, right? Daddy was from the country, he did what he could, he, he graduated high school, but he was able to give his children an education. Now they get to go to college, so what does that parent do? They always want the next person to do better, all right? But, well, let me, let me leave that alone. Okay, so competition. To show that you were successful. In other words, sometimes the success of the child is almost like I am the reason for that success, says the parent. Do y'all know those type of parents? The parent didn't spell. The parent didn't do this. It, look, the child will stop at 18, right? Child goes on to do whatever. What is the parent doing? Still trying to live through the child's success. Trophies. Amen? Children, according to me. Last definition. One that is prized for qualities that embrace prestige or social status. It's no different than a famous person. All right, where I worked, they had the Grizz. You know that big Grizzly guy on the Memphis Grizzly? He was actually at the workplace. So I'm doing my job, and I open the door. The door was open, and I'm looking down like this, and I look up, and it's the Grizz. He got his head through the door looking at me, so it scared me because I didn't expect to see a big live stuffed animal standing right there. You know how you look if you look really in his face, he don't smile or nothing like that. So it scared me. All right? But the point is this. Prestige or social status. Everything that, I, I like the association. Amen? That's the whole thing with fanaticism. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Man, I got all your records. I know your shoe size. I was there when you were in high school. Man, I saw the draft. I was there. LeBron James comes up. Oh, LeBron James comes up and says, LeBron, what's up, LeBron? What is LeBron going to say? Who in the world is this? Security, right? Yeah. And don't, you just want to be associated with the success of this person. But it has nothing to do with you. Amen? Children, according to man, don't tell me about the lost y'all already. Is there one or two people that still agree with me? We 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 don't get to the word. All right, now watch. Here is the warning that comes with children. As a matter of fact, let me read on the back of that uh the uh, the back of the uh the thing that the program this morning. And this is what I read a long time ago. Psalm 127, three through five. It says, "Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from Him." Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when, when, uh, when they contend with their opponents in court. Alright? Is it just me? Or let me ask you another question. Does America like children? Raise your hands. Or does America not like children? 
Like or not like? What does the audience say? Not like children. Always running from them. Don't want to have them. I don't want to have more than two because it's going to compromise my lifestyle. I don't want to be a minivan driver. I want to drive my BMW. Can't have more than two kids. That means I got to get a minivan. I want to still be cool as a daddy. That's why I only have two kids. Every time a person in America thinks about a kid, they think of the expense and the maintenance. It takes work to raise a child. How many parents know that? It takes a lot of work. And see, my parents had habits. I don't know how. We came out miraculously. How do you be consumed with something all day long, but you still manage to teach your kids? And You know, it's just crazy once you become a parent. You see how many different facets there are to one child. Then you multiply it. It's like, man, that's why they always say, man, you sure got a handful. Matter of fact, I was in the store yesterday. My kids know. The lady looked at me, as soon as I walked to the couch, she go, oh my goodness, I don't know how in the world you manage four children. And then I said, what I always say, you wanna know the secret? And she said, yeah. And I said, beat that tail. <laughs> and then she went to tell, you know what I mean? He said, he said, mm, this one I said, and he told me the sequel, beat that tail. I said, yeah, that's right. I, I said, that's right, I said it. And I said, if you break them in hard and fast and early, it's easier to gain their, their uh, gain their control at this age and size, then you go, you're gonna be on Jerry Springer sitting down talking about why he won't listen to you. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all still, am I, am I, am, is this the truth so far? Okay, all right, let's keep going. Here is a warning that God says for everyone who is considering having children or who already has children. Warning number one, no responsibility means they will be unreliable. Your children need responsibility. My dad gave me a watch when I was like seven years old. Don't you know? It was a form of responsibility. He would call and ask me, what time is it? What is he asking me? In other words, where is that watch that I gave you? It should be on your arm somewhere. Tell me what time it is. Another thing my dad gave me, once I became 10, 11, he gave me an ID card and a house key. You better not lose these. I grew up on some military bases, and at all times, you must have your ID card, especially when you're grown. If you're out here and the police stop you and you don't have no ID, that could be what for you? Trouble. Because they could say, you JoJo who robbed the store around the corner, you don't have nothing else to say otherwise. All right? Number two, no accountability or answerability equals disrespect. If a child knows they don't have to answer, they're not going to be respectful, right? How many teachers, I know you're a teacher, anybody else work with kids? Okay, tell me honestly, why do you think they're disrespectful? Because they think ain't nothing gonna happen to them and they mind they're invincible. That's why they say and do and and this and that, I taught high school one time seven. I said, you know what? Never again. <laughs> tenth grade, I almost lost it, literally. Because it was a big tenth grade like this in the class. And I said, I'm going to have to show you. That's all it's going to take. All this talking, you just, it ain't getting to you. I'm just going to have to show you in 15 seconds the difference between me and you. That's what I, I felt. It. I, and I just kept saying, as the principal came, I said, I can't do this anymore. The attitudes and arrogance is just too much. Amen. That is not my problem. His attitude is so, so send him back home. That's what the teacher should do. Uh, parents, we have set him outside down at the railroad tracks. Go and get him. Uh, uh, that's what it should be. It just, and, and, is I, am I the only one? That's why a lot of high schools, it's hard to find good teachers who really care. Because of what you got to deal with, it ain't even worth it. All right, so let's move on. No work ethic equals lazy. Let me read Proverbs 26, 15. Some of us are so lazy, says the Bible, that we won't lift a hand to feed ourselves. This is God talking about humans. The Proverbs says a lazy man will lay in his bed and turn over like the hinges on a door. Where the hinges going? Nowhere. They look like they're doing something, but they ain't going nowhere. That's what God is saying. Ain't that amazing how God sees laziness? Alright? No expectations, again, unpredictability. James 1, 5 through 8, King James Version. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally, and a braid of not, and it shall be given him. 
but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. What is God's point? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All right? These are the things. If you're parenting and you don't include these, look at what the consequence is if you don't put these in your children. Amen? Amen. All right. No goals. A lot of our youth today don't have no goals. What does that mean? What is the latest goal for the pit bull in Binghampton? What kind of goals does a dog have? I'm not saying that children are dogs. It just goes back to he has nothing to do. He just his mind is idle. Y'all heard the saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop? Yeah. Why do you think so many babies having babies? Watch the summertime. Nothing to do? My main home? I look at you once. I look at you twice in his own. Ain't nothing else to do. I don't have no goals. I ain't going to college. I'm not trying to work. That's exactly what idleness produces. Why do you think everybody trying to find something for these youth to do? Am I the only one? I remember many summers that were boring. What did we ended up doing? A bunch of stupid stuff. Playing with rocks, playing with apples, you know, whatever. Whatever there was to do, all right? Finally, or almost finally, no drive equals looking for a handout, a hookup, and the path of least resistance. What is drive? Drive is a determination to accomplish something or do something. So if you don't have that, you're gonna look for somebody else to do it for you, right? There's a gentleman, my wife and I just got to know, he, he's a, a, the chair of the church at his church and everything. They took a young man who had a kind of a criminal background, was helping him get rehab, and gave him a job, $14 an hour, as a night auditor at a hotel. All you gotta do, you know most of the time, you ain't gonna do nothing, no graveyard ship almost anywhere. You just sit there, do a little crossword puzzle, whatever you do, maybe do two hours of work and go home, $14 an hour. They gave the man a job, the job calls back, and the parent was mad at the guy, his name is Ken. The guy, Ken, called him, man, what? What in the world, I'm upset. Ken's like, what happened? Apparently, even though the job was set up, the man never showed up to work. They gave him a job. Ain't that something? No drive. Looking for a handout. Just give me the money. I don't even want to work for it. Finally, no vision. Y'all know this verse, Proverbs 28, 29, 18. Without a vision, the people perish. No vision means idle experts. Excuse me. They become idle experts. Look at uh, Ecclesiastes 10, 18. Through laziness, the rafters sag. Because of idle hands, the house leaks. Guys, these are the warnings that God tell us come from treating children like pets, what else? Toys and trophies. This is probably a very unpopular sermon, but it is the truth. Amen? Amen. All right. So we have two options when we have children. We're either going to play with them because we're raising them to play, or we're going to raise them for life. All right? They're prepared to go into life. What is play? Play means games, recreational activity, absence from serious or harmful intent. Y'all remember, I, mean, I know the boys on the back row, we used to have a game in high school called open chess. You know, boys do things that hurt for fun. So I would walk and if I see his chest, I just go, boom, open chest. That was a game. You just walk around, you see boys, you just, you know, do you be ready like, you know, Mayweather, half his blocking comes with rolling his shoulder, right? So that's what you was doing in high school half the time. Every time you see another man, you just walk around because if, if your chest is open, bam, it's open game. And when they hit you, even though it hurts, what do they say after that? I'm just playing. Right? What kinds of things that happen today as a result of just playing? Let's take sexual sin, for example. Oops, I was just playing. Too late. Oops, I was just playing. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. Let's, let's keep going. All right, that's play. Let's look at life. Life means the ability to grow or change that separates the time when a person is alive. If I'm preparing my children for life, I must think about Ecclesiastes 3. 
there is a time and a place for everything. Amen? Amen. Now, we can look at animals and see God created us to play sometimes. Okay? If you go outside, you'll see dogs and squirrels. They have a time where it looks like they're playing or just having fun. That's fine. But there's a time and a place. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, let's move on. Let's talk about for your soul. So we have that children are, whoops, children according to man are pets, toys, and trophies. Now, let's look at what God says to happen with our soul. The first thing, God said, kids today are tamed, not disciplined. There's a difference. Let me read the definitions to you so you can see for yourself. Tame means not wild, not afraid of people, not exciting or interesting. What does discipline mean? Control means control that is gained by requiring that rules or orders be obeyed and punishing bad behavior. A way of behaving that shows a willingness to obey rules or orders. Behavior that is judged by how, it, how well it follows a set of rules or orders. Guys, what happens to children who don't have discipline? They get up in the world and what happens to them? They start sinking. Because they find that every sector of life has what? Rules and orders. School. If you're in a hotel, you can't be like, nah, man, I said, man, it's finna be something, man. You can't do that. You do that outside, what you gonna do? Give them patrol people something to do. Call the service, call the little Caesars. I look, true story, true story. Before I went to basic training, little Caesars right there at uh Quince and Ridgeway. Alright, little Caesars right there. I'm doing security. Now, you know, I just want the easy money. I don't really want to do that because all I get paid to do is observe and report. But, you know, anyway, so I don't want to be no real cop. So, anyway, I roll around, and at the Little Caesar, something is going down. This lady is upset. She didn't like the pizza. She gets out of her car, comes in the Little Caesar with a pizza box, and like two-thirds of the pizza is eaten. <laughs> Yet, she's standing at the counter saying, I want my money back. I didn't like the pizza. They're like, okay, open the box. Well, ma'am, you already ate pretty much the whole pizza. We can't give you the, the money back. Nah, man, man erupted over some doggone pizza. And so what happened when she did that? There's a button right here. When you run your mouth like that, I just know how to do this. And what happened? The police were dispatched to deal with that type of behavior. That's unorderly, right? Unorderly conduct. You can go to jail. Why? No discipline. If you got discipline, you already know. You, you may not like it, but I ain't finna be cutting up, dog, man, because you have discipline. You understand? If I don't order myself, then they gonna order for me. Right? That's why there's mace, tasers, billy clubs. You still want to do something? I got my taekwondo, and then there can be fatal. I mean, it's called escalation of force. I was at a military police battalion. That's exactly what they called it. First, we hit them with the tear gas. Then we hit them with the rubber bullets. Then we get the little stick. If they still want to get down, they going to be ready for whatever because of no discipline. All right, so number two, God did not command, okay, I already said that. God did not command us to tame, but to discipline our children. God don't say, just make them nice. No, God said, look, discipline them. All right, look at Proverbs for a second. Proverbs, I call it Proverbs 100. There's a hundred times in Proverbs where you'll see references to children. The word children, 10 times. The word child, 17 times. The word son, 44 times. The word correct, 8 times. The word correction, 5 times. The word rod, 9 times. Alright, what is a rod? In the Hebrew language, because it's the Old Testament, right? That's the Hebrew, we want to look it up. Hebrew, the word rod means shebet, which means rod or staff, evidently a common article for smiting. If we went around the room, we'd have a, a wide variety of things our parents used to discipline us. Raise your hand. Belt. Put it down. Metal hanger. Put it down. We, I'm sure there's some shoes in here. Okay, put them down. I seen a hairbrush, the wood on the hairbrush. Drew some blood on impact. Bam! I don't know who that ain't playing. Alright? How about this one? Uh-oh. The extension cord. Oh, that one renewed my mind. That was my last whooping. If my mom had started off like that, 
Oh, whatever you say, please don't hit me. Don't you? <laughs> don't, please, don't you do it. These kids today don't know. They got it easy, don't they? Because the laws have changed. Old school, you can do whatever you felt you wanted to do. Hebrews 12.10, earthly fathers discipline as they saw fit. Switches. Man, I'm telling you. So anyway, I'm just saying, you know, the word rod meant it hasn't changed. Did, did, God, did, did God change his mind? What was God thinking for all of eternity when he put the word rod in the Bible? That's what he was thinking about. Prime example, Sam Cooper. Traffic slows down. Thousands of cars because of one police. He don't even have his lights on. He just sitting there over in the cut. As soon as you say, that's up. Look at the control because of authority, right? All right, let's move on. Okay, so here's what Proverbs 26.3 says. Whips are for horses and harness bridles are for donkeys. So paddles are good for fools and rods for the backs of fools, says Proverbs 26. It's kind of like 1 Timothy 1, 9. We, we were talking about Sunday school earlier. Jesus died on the cross, why? For our sins. More importantly, for the penalty of sin. So don't get it twisted. They're trying to make salvation like a feel-good doctor feel today. Jesus saw the penalty of sin. That's why he came. Not because you mess up. No, it's because of what it costs you in the heavenly court before a holy God. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Alright? So why was a taser invented? Why was uh what they call it? The hog tie. What's that intervention for? Somebody who acting a fool, you go like they go zip tie you and you're gonna be sitting in the car talking about man, this messed up man. This what man, y'all hate on me. No, we weren't hating on you because we asked you politely, sir, step out of the car and put your hands up. What did you say? Blah, 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 boo, boo, boo. And they like, I'm going to ask you one more time, sir. So don't get mad at the home time because it wasn't invented for compliance. Amen? What does the Bible say? Matthew 25, 41. Hell was prepared for who? The devil and his angels. God didn't say he prepared hell for us. But God said, John 3, 16. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe shall not perish. That's God's ultimate cry for humans. You got to remember, so hell ain't invented because he hating on you. Hell is invented for unrepentant hearts. Amen? Amen. All right, so now, point number three. God disciplines because he cares. And he cares because he loves. I told my children yesterday, the only reason daddy beat your tail is because daddy loved you. Now I know the old saying, I whoop you because I love you. That's true. The kids across the street cutting up and all that, do I whoop them? No, because I don't care because I don't love them like I love you. Those children ain't mine. They didn't come from me. I don't feed them. I didn't name them, but I deal with you. So yes, I discipline. Because I love, and that's why I care. Amen? God says the same thing. Here we go. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Deuteronomy 10, 15. For God so loved the world, I read this, said this one already, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why did it happen? Because he loved the world. Alright? But God commended us, his, his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What saves sinners from the wrath of God? The love of Jesus. Amen? Alright. Finally, the Lord is merciful. He is kind and patient, and his love never fails. The Lord won't always be angry and point out our sins. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. How great is God's love for all who worship him, greater than the distance between heaven and earth. How far has the Lord taken our sins from us, farther than the distance from east to west? Just as parents are kind to their children, the Lord is kind to all who worship him because he knows we are made of dust. We are humans. We humans are like grass or wildflowers that quickly bloom. But a scorching wind blows and they quickly wither to be forever forgotten. 
The Lord is always kind to those who worship him. And, and he keeps his promises to their descendants who faithfully obey him. Psalm 103, 8 through, uh, 8 through 18. So what is God saying to us? I got to wipe this now. Now, I see what I'm jokes be having towels. I used to think they was trying to have swag. But no, they be sweating. So, <laughs> so, so, all right. So, anyway, God is saying he disciplines because he loves. So, here's the question to you and me. Do we love our children? Do we love our children? What does the Bible say for us who loves our children? We're getting there. Finally, discipline establishes order. Due to time constraints, is there anyone who's ever lived on planet Earth who's had more than 24 hours a day? The statement that doesn't sit well with me and, and a lot of things is, I don't have time. Who's heard of that before? If you try to get somebody in shape, oh man, I, I just ain't got time to work out. When it comes to witnessing you, oh man, what are they gonna say? I ain't got time. I ain't got time. What about the daddy who never spends time with his kids? The reason why he doesn't is because, oh man, man, that's a fill in the blank right there. You know, like the saying, it's all good. It's like it, some things you say it's all good, uh, brother. No, it's not all good. You can't say that on everything. Just like you can't say, uh, I don't have time. Uh, yes, you do have time. God gives everybody twelve midnight to twelve midnight. Amen. Amen. All right. So now, discipline establishes order due to time constraints. God's order started in Genesis 1-1 and has not changed because he has not changed. Genesis 1-1. What does it say, Jamie? Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. Okay. Has the uh, physical place that we live called planet Earth, has it changed? Have y'all ran into half a moon walking down uh, Tillman Street? Y'all sit on the star sometime uh, coming out of school? It's the orbit and order of the way God created, it has never changed. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am God, I change not. So God's order hasn't changed. God needs us to discipline because there's not enough time. We got too much stuff to do. God made, or did not God make husbands and wives to become one body and one spirit for his purposes? So they would have children who are truly, who are true to God or godly offspring. Malachi 2.15. That's the only reason children are here. When we die as adults, God needs what? Another people who will live for him. That's why he always looks to save somebody. Ain't that right? Take a family of ten. All of them living like hoodlums. Somebody puts the bottle down and they give their life to Jesus because God is always seeking to save that which was lost because he needs seed in the earth to prove and show himself. Amen? Amen. That's a whole long how, you know, from the time of uh, Abraham, either, we can go straight through the Bible and see God continuously preserving his seed because he needs somebody here for him. Amen? Amen. Alright. So, now, two things. A relationship to convey is at stake. Did you not know that par parenting glorifies God? Parenting glorifies God. Amen. What is one of God's names that Jesus referred to him as a lot of times? Father. Father. Our Heavenly Father. What is coined the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, which art in heaven. Okay? Parenting glorifies God. Now, when you see a mommy and a daddy and children that are in order, it's like this light. Ding, 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 It's being hit. God's order is there. It, it glorifies God. All right? The second thing is there are other forces that impede, hinder, distort, or intercept and destroy that order. Guys, we can go real deep with that one word, order. For example, evolution. It's against the order of God. I mean, we, we can point out many things that distort God's order. And that's all this is. If, if, if parenting is not proper, it distorts the order of God. Still don't believe me. I know. Exodus chapter 20. When Moses came off the mountain, God gave the Ten Commandments. What was one of them? 
Children, obey your parents of the Lord. Why was a, a command out of 10, why God say in all eternity, in my wisdom as a supernatural, sovereign God of all creation, I'm going to put one of these referring to children. Because it goes back to his order and his plan for seed in the earth. Amen? That might be a little too deep for some of it, but I'm just saying, God is serious about parenting. He's serious about it. So when you see a kid in the Walmart, come on now. Two examples, I gotta say it, because it's just school is burning. I wanna know if you feel like I felt. One example, one kid was in the shopping buggy. He had to be about five to seven years old. He's standing there, his mama's in the front of the buggy. She's trying to pick him up and come out. She grabs him and pick him up. What happens to her face? Oh, oh, oh. Spike. This is what you saw right here. <laughs> Whoa! He's kicking and screaming and all that. She gets him out, gives the little boy to her other children that are standing there like, we know exactly what's going to happen. Two little girls. Here he goes. He just did this at Kroger. All right? They look like we already know what he's going to do, and we know what mama's going to do. She can't control him. So the sisters pick him up, put them over their shoulder, and he is beating all on their back and kneeing them all in the head, and they just taking it and walking with him all the way. It got quiet in that Walmart, just seeing all that. Everybody was blown away. These old ladies were like, that kid ain't that. You know, they were making their comments because they old school. <laughs> get your heel and dig it right on that, you know. They know how to get the, you want to act them in public. I got that public treatment for you, right? <laughs> the second example that I saw at a fair, a man this time had a boy, had to be about 12, pulling his hand. Come on, I said, let's go. He's like, no, I don't want to go. That's exactly how he was. I'm not, I'm not, that's what I'm telling you. I was sitting there like, ooh, I wish the, ooh, and I ain't had no kids yet. I was just like, ooh, boy, I tell you. So anyway, he grabs a little boy's arm. Now he's digging his heels in the opposite direction. Like, no, no, both of his heels. And the man is like, come on. So he gets mad. He turns around. He also picks the son up on his shoulder and pretend. And what does the child do? Beating all in his back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna leave. The last one I saw in Walmart was a child running from his mama. You know how the clothes are in a circle on the, a, 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 a little, you know, you, you going through the clearance. Oh yeah, that was five dollars. This child was like, no, he hit the ground and rolled over all the way to the center pole. So the mama was just standing like, can you please come out? She didn't want to get down and snatch the little joke up. Look, his carpet under him, just pull him aggressively this way and it will work in your favor. Amen? <laughs> but where does this stuff come from? Huh? Am I the only one? When I see this stuff, it's like I just want to leave the store. I wish I could teleport, bloom, and just be out of the store. I don't want to be a part of that environment. Am I the only one? Because God's order is jacked up. That's not supposed to be happening. When a parent says, Joey, have a seat. Yes, sir. When you see that, what does that do to your mind? Praise God. <laughs> you can listen and sit. Oh, my. Y'all teachers know what I'm talking about. I've taught for a little while. All right, class, line up. Here's some little kids. Yes, Lord. I'll be like, 20 seconds, Oh, my goodness. Somebody working with you, man. Who's your mom? What's your, what's your mama's name? If you see a child that's obedient today, it is like gold. <laughs> Am I right about it? But when you're a teacher, what you mostly got in your class? Them undisciplined children. That's why teaching is hard. Teachers, especially at elementary school, are almost like parenting other children because the parents ain't been doing nothing. Right? I can keep going. We're going to leave it alone. Let's keep on going because we got to go. All right. Now, newsflash. Here's two things to take with you. Number one, parents think they still have time. I always say this when you share Jesus with people. These are two powerful statements. You can put this anywhere. Parents think they still have time. He will grow out of it. If I'm lying at five, what happens at ten? I'm a better liar. I'm a professional liar. I don't grow out of it. I get better at it. Still don't believe me? Ecclesiastes 8, 11 through 13. 
What happens because a sentence against an evil work is prolonged? He gets better in his heart is fully set to keep doing evil. Say, God, if I'm stealing and nobody's saying nothing, I'm going to keep stealing until I get caught. Then I recuperate, think, instead of stealing at 12 o'clock, now I'm going to steal at 1 o'clock. That's how most people, that's how most criminals think. That's why recidivism is 85%. The ones who go to jail keep going to jail. I sold this, but I'm going to sell this this time. That's how it works. Alright? Number two, parents think it won't happen to me. It won't happen to me. If Pastor Sean was here, he'd be a witness. Parents broke down at you villages. They don't have an answer. They done lost the wheel of parenting their kid. They looking at you like, please help me. I don't know what to do. Don't think it won't happen to you. I'm thinking it will happen to me. That's why I'm telling them now. What do I always tell you when you see this thing right here? I know it's small right now, but it's going to get back there. What do I always say? Anytime you ready, come on and do it. Who, who, who like that? Do we still got them parents? Don't believe me. About two months ago across the street from the house I was living in, two teenage boys got out of control. Nobody could stop them. Uh-uh. If there's one thing, I may not be a millionaire, but I will be able to control my children. Amen? Amen. I know I may not have a BMW, but whatever I'm driving, when I say this, you're going to do this. Amen? Amen? But they couldn't control them. What did the other cousin do who watched him? Two days later, he pulled a knife on somebody. Same household. Nobody could stop him. Why do you think that boy had in his head it was an option for him? Because he already knew they ain't going to do nothing. That's what he knew. And when they do, they're going to bark for two minutes, and then I'm going to keep having my way. You're going to get mad and still take me to get my haircut and turn my cell phone off. That's how a lot of these kids think. Uh-uh. So two things. I still have time, and it won't happen to me. Now, Fathers are commanded by God to establish order in the home, just like God the Father as creator establishes order in the earth. Psalm 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all who dwell therein. 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5. What's one of the qualifications of a man or a leader who says, hey, I want to be a deacon or a pastor or minister. He must rule his own house well with all authority. Commanding their respect. No unruly children. This is what God says. Amen? Okay? Finally, Hebrews 12.10. I mentioned this to you before. God says, hey, he, he, Hebrews 12.5-11 is God's dissertation of, hey, I chastise those whom, whom I love. But 10 says, earthly fathers discipline as they saw fit. Here's, here's what I'm really saying. You may put butter on your bread and I may put jelly on mine. Butter is your house, jelly my house. If you ain't got to like what I'm doing, but watch how they respond. That's the bottom line. So, so, so get the same result if we and Jesus Christ together. Amen? Amen? Because you'll see where I'm leading to. The, the New Testament, God says children should be what? This is what God says children should be. Obedient and always respectful. Co co they should cooperate with full respect who obey and respect him, talking about daddy, or whom he controls with dignity. Children should be under control and well behaved, says the New Testament. Uh, fathers are commanded to manage your children, control your children. I mentioned to you, let, let me say this. Everybody here eats, okay? We're America. We love to eat, all right? I love Memphis. It's, the, it's an eater's paradise. If I want shrimp and I and steak and it, it just, I can go right here, go right across the parking lot, get the other, all right? Watch this. You go in a restaurant, the lights ain't working that good, the air conditioner's not working, you look at your cups, they're kind of dirty, the table got crumbs on it, the guy coming up to serve, he got crust in his eye and his, his uniform is wrinkly and he didn't do the little special thing, you know? What you gonna start thinking in your head? Well, is the manager to complain or leave? Because the service is terrible. What happens when you see disobedient children? It's the same thing go off in your mind. Man, I remember I worked at uh, this BCA, being at a Christian Academy for a very short time. 
when I was there, I remember one little boy, second grade, was turning things upside down. Nobody could just control them. Teacher would be complaining every day. They bringing in the head of the school. They bringing in three, four people to look at him and talk to him. Second grade, and he off the chain. They bring the mama in. She took a ruler. I ain't never heard of this. She took a ruler and jacked that joker's knuckles up. Ain't no meat on that. You can't block that pain. Just a simple little ruler. Told that joker's knuckles up. He was still cutting up. You just can't beat them. The key of parenting is consistency. Who, who believes that? You got to consistently do your thing. They know, yes, daddy gets tail. Whooping is next to breathing in my house. And I do it to where it works. In other words, I'm not. I, if you want to go here and do that Walmart thing, I dare you. I dare you. I don't see it. I can't see it. When I was a kid, I couldn't see me doing that, that teenage episode I told you about. That wouldn't even cross my mind. When I was 15 years old, my mama told me something in the kitchen. Something in me felt like I wanted to say something back. It looked like air only made it from my stomach just to the diaphragm, and my mama changed her face, and I turned around and did what she told me to do. <laughs> I ain't taking that, but not today. Let me just slow it. This is mama now. You, you'll lose two or three teeth. It ain't worth it, brother. Yeah, because when you're 15, they don't whoop you no more. They do whatever it takes to get that point across. That's the kind of parents I had. Alright, so that's why I had. I don't want I ain't do too much because I had to I knew I had the answer. People offer me weed and stuff, I'm like, look, I'll lose cool points with you than to face my mama. <laughs> Bump that, because I gotta go home and she gonna smell it and see me and it's gonna be do 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 do. I'm like, I'll I just I'd rather I'll pass. Alright now, let's wrap up. Proverbs 13:24. My kids can preach this. Who knows Proverbs 13:24? Uh Titus, say it loud. A father who loves his son hates a rod, spares a rod, and a father who loves his son disciplines him. Look at the word. Promptly. Study the word. Be kind. It means early. Right away on the spot. If you embarrass me at Kroger, we don't want it. Come on, let's go. I'll have to give him something to do. Leave the strawberries on. Let's go right now. Soon as you do it, boom, it's a potato head. My head is popped off. I got to deal with you right now. When you wait till we get home? Because you drive home maybe 25 minutes, you done forget. And they think, oh, he ain't gonna do okay. Uh-uh. No, we're getting you right now. Right now. Let me go back to that hardware aisle. Ain't nobody up in here because they got them cell phones. I'm gonna be on YouTube. I told you, didn't I? Didn't I tell you? Uh-huh. That's what I got. Yeah, we're gonna get you right now. Don't you embarrass me. And, and be cool about it. Everybody wants to be a hero with these dumb smartphones. Oh, look at what they doing. Mind your dog on business. I said, I'm trying to do something here. You, you, you. You gotta watch yourself. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Your tail will be on YouTube, a hundred thousand hits, and then somebody knocking at your door. Hello, where, where are the y'all? See, I was like, what's going on? You have no idea. Use the hardware aisle. Most folks ain't back here. I will tell you. Yeah, Walmart is a big store. Oh yeah, we're going right here by these curtains. Ain't nobody buying these. Now what did I tell you? Check that over right there. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Proverbs 19:18. Let's look at what this says in seven different translations. Proverbs 19:18. This thing is rich with this stuff. King James, chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Alright, easy to read version. Discipline your children while there is still hope. Avoiding it can be deadly. Contemporary English version. Correct your children before it's too late. If you don't punish them, you are destroying them. It's like a coach that don't push the folks at practice. Push them. Make them run one more time. You trying to win? Not saying, uh, not being a sore loser, but why you playing? Because everybody wants to win. That's the whole point of the game. Somebody got to win, one more left, one more set. The passive coach that's, uh, you don't have to practice, he ain't trying to win. Everybody wants the coach who's going to push them because they want to win. Let's keep going. New Living Translation. Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. Message translation, discipline your children while you still have the chance. Indulging them destroys them. 
Expanded Bible, correct. Discipline your children while there is still hope. Do not let them destroy themselves or be intent to kill them. This is God talking. Finally, New International Version. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death or what I call an enabler. Parents say you feel this. Why are you getting mad now? You ain't never whooped a child. There was a kid told me bragging. I, I'm, my dad is scared of me. I do what I want to do. 15 years old? That's why you in here and you're proud of that? But that's what kids end up... Let's keep going. Let's end at Proverbs 17, 6. This is all children according to man. We're transitioning to look at children according to God. Hopefully y'all have heard that. Alright? Proverbs 17, 6. This is a verse that blessed my heart when my oldest son was one. Using bottles with caps is cool, but I remember doing Christian rap, I migrated to the straw. Ain't no cap, just pick it up and keep going. <laughs> no, so I need to bring my, coming soon is gonna be my little helper that I used to have, I need him right now, my little bear. Anyway, so let's keep going. <laughs> Proverbs 76, when my son was one, there are some adorable, priceless moments with babies, man. I'm telling you. Little baby right there, man, I remember, you know, putting a whole hand in your mouth, and like, oh, you know, smelling their little hair, and just looking at them while they stare at you, but they never blink. You know, it's it just, babies are so precious. Now I see why, like, grandparents will grab the little one, because it's like, it's been a long time since I've been to eight, and you know, if I could go back, I would just hold my baby and rock my baby. That's what my mom used to do. Now I understand. But when my son was one, the Spirit of God spoke to me. I came in this room one day, and he was laying on his, the little, where he on his knees sleep with his head down. You know, babies have some miraculous sleep positions, right? Ain't no adult can be bent up like that. He, he probably can't get unfold from that thing. So anyway, the baby was sitting like that. And God said to me, this, he showed me this proverb. Children's children are the crown of old men. But the glory of children are their fathers. That's a very powerful Bible verse. Listen, the glory of children, the shine in their lives, the thing that completes them is the Father. Don't believe me? Look at all the statistics that happen because of fatherlessness. Did you know that 85% of black children in Memphis are fatherless? Where do you think the crime, the sexual immorality, Sean, when, when he was talking about the disrespect, where do you think these things come from? If you go to the prison or you villages, what's the number one resounding sound? I didn't have a father. So when I read that verse, it was God's way of telling me, stay in their lives. If you don't, it's going to ruin them. It's like gold that don't shine or uh, uh, for breeze that don't smell good. It's pointless. Guys, God is saying this. Let me let me wrap up. Here's what I'm saying. Here is what I'm clearly not saying. Let me say it again because I know y'all probably think I'm kind of tough. This is just passion, man. We were talking about in Sunday school. How does somebody have joy in God? Because you live by faith and when you experience God, that's when you You can't go back. I won't go back. Somebody that was miraculously delivered. Oh, you ain't no way I'm going back. Because I've been living by faith. I've been seeing Jesus for real. I've been experiencing God, hearing his voice, etc. So anyway, here's what I'm not saying. All you need to do is focus on discipline. That is not what I'm saying. My kids know. That's not all we do. Alright? Of course, when your kids are smaller, yes, they need a lot of rearing. Those are, the, you know, the hard times, the foundational time. It is said in parenting, whatever is not solidified in the child, by the time they're five years old, they have their fundamentals that they will carry with them. So whatever ain't there by five, if you don't teach them to respect and mind you, uh-oh, you might have some of the warning signs we talked about earlier. 
I am also clearly not saying start disciplining full throttle today. You might be sitting here if you were lower on the pole of discipline or no discipline. Don't go in trying to be Rambo today. Don't do it. All right? It's like fitness. I'm going to get up and run a mile. 50 yards later. <laughs> That's why they always say in a, in, a, in, a, in a small print on the exercise fitness machine, make sure you check with your doctor and check your health level. And all. They going to tell you, brother, go tell you, let your doctor tell you, should you be doing this or not? Right? I done seen folk in basic collapse. Bam! <laughs> oh yeah, you shouldn't have been running that hard. <laughs> Alright, now, I am also clearly not saying raising children is boring and burdensome. That's also not what I'm saying. What did God say, Psalm 127? They're a heritage. They are a reward. Amen. Prime example, yesterday, I felt so good. I said, man, I wish I could have these kids living here because I had all my four kids in Ari. Man, we knocked that word out. Ooh, I got five pairs of hands and feet. Yes, sir. Let's get that chain, set it up. The better I talk, the better the work. Yes, sir. Cut that tree down, move it, move it, move it. Before you know it, it was all done. Man, that's a blessing. <laughs> now, you see what the old school who had farm would have 15 kids. They were trying to have their own labor force. <laughs> Say, man, I ain't going to be out there all day. Let's make another baby. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, look. Here is what I am saying. Number one, stop playing with discipline and start praying to discipline. Stop playing with discipline and start praying to discipline. It's like a police officer that can't police. He come to the scene, you're supposed to get us in order. He ain't spraying nothing. He ain't saying nothing. What you there for? We call 911. He can't fight. He can't shoot. Get the police, right? So stop playing with it and start praying for it from God. Amen? Everybody has different personalities. Just like sharing the gospel. Y'all may say, oh man, he just got a zeal for God. Well, like I seen a lady in Canada. This is all she did, standing on a busy street. They walking down, she would go, hand on the track and go back. Look, hand on the track, go back. Hey, she out in public sharing the gospel. She doing something. God can work with your faith and trying to discipline your children. All right? I'm a this for my wife. If you smoke crack for 20 years, you don't have to keep doing it. <laughs> you can stop and turn around. Whatever it is, if you ain't been doing discipline. Uh-uh. Children, it's a new day. Y'all gonna be chewing beef jerky for a week, but after that, you'll get used to it. From now on, ain't gonna be no of this. Ain't gonna be a, hey, something's gotta give. Just like when you get a new president or a new boss. It's the same thing. All right? We not gonna be allowed to be eating on the work floor no more. Right? If the new boss come in. Oh, man, I like the old boss. He let me eat. It don't matter. After a week, you'll get used to it. Right? Okay. Be ready to respond to change. Sunny terrain. For example, it's gonna be something. And when you change the temperature, something going to happen. They may have never said nothing to you before, but all of a sudden you start trying to put it down, now they got something to say. Be ready for it. Alright? The way you parent affects the world and the church. Don't you know adults? How did we start out? As children. Alright? The way you parent affects the world. If you were to look at uh, what's his name? The, uh, uh, oh, I, I keep wanting to say Os Osama bin Laden, but his name is Barack Obama. <laughs> Let's just pick him for example, or any presidential candidate. Look at the resume of things that they've done in their lives, and then look at the parenting. All right? No, it doesn't always match up all the time, but you'll see a lot of them had a good set of parents. Somebody was doing something. Finally, God is holding you accountable and you will be judged accordingly. Somebody who doesn't have kids cannot and will not be judged as a parent. A single person will not be judged like a spouse. That's what made God just and righteous. He knows what it is. He's going to judge accordingly. But God is saying, what have you done with my seed? All right? Now let me read um, Ezekiel 18, 1 through 8, one more time. Expanded Bible. The Lord spoke his word. 
word of the Lord came to me saying what do you mean by using or quoting or repeating this saying or proverb about the Lord of Lord about the land of Israel the parents fathers have eaten sour grapes and that caused the children to grind their teeth from the sour taste the children's teeth are set on edge the children suffer for their parents sins verse 3 as surely as I live says the Lord you will not use this saying or proverb in Israel anymore every living thing or soul belongs to me the life or soul of the parent or father is mine and the life or soul of the child is mine the person or soul who sins is the one who will die at the end of the day the reason why we must look to God to change our parenting is because we can't hide behind our children children according to man don't work we can't hold this trophy of a child up to God and this good child erase our sins. Your child might be successful, but what is God looking at? Sin. God is looking at the parent. He's looking at the child. He's looking at the seed. He's looking at the sow of the seed. It's business to God. The father's business. That's why children ain't children forever. They grow up and hopefully out. Amen? My old pastor told his daughter and son in front of the congregation, yeah, Dave, you about to graduate high school, and I want you to know, coming back is not an option. <laughs> that sounded harsh, but what does it do with the child to know, all right, I got $500, wait a minute, daddy said I can't go back home, I need to go on and fix this car and stop playing. It will change how you make decisions. But when you know you can go home, what happens? You can be irresponsible, because you go, Man, you know, you run that little game and then you back in the house. But when you know, you not and ain't no answer. Because I see the people, I done told this joker, he can't come back. Go on, baby. Ain't nobody that's gone, baby. Bed. Ring that doorbell. All he won't try that kid don't work no more. I meant what I said, brother. you going to have to figure it out. I call you three months. Hey, son. How's it going, son? What's going on? He'll, he'll get it together. All right? So that's all, guys. Children according to man. Pets toys and trophies. The way that we parent affects the world and it affects the body of Christ. God is looking for a remnant who will represent him, glorify him in the world. And it all begins with you and me as parents. Holding them, raising them, rearing them, etc. God is depending on us to keep his order. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time. God, we thank you for the gift of children. Their laughter, their smile, it's invaluable and priceless being around them. They are such a joy when they are disciplined. God, for those children who don't have discipline, touch the parents, Lord. Let them know how serious this is to you. Not because you're a control freak, but Lord, you have a plan. Not only a plan for the parent, a plan for the child, a plan for the communities that they're in, a plan for the world. You are depending on parents for the next set of soldiers who will serve you in the world. That's why we need discipline. That's why we need parents to parent. That's why we need to go back to the Bible and not be concerned about the ways of the world. So God, I pray for everyone in this room. Yes, the Coracle student pastor, but at the end of the day, I'm in the same lane as them. I too will give an account for my parenting. So God, we cry uh, with one voice as a church. Please help us that we will discipline our children. We trust you to bear up, to cause the fruit of righteousness to be born in them as a result of keeping your word. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.